Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, and welcome to the Uncensored Match Build-Up Show. It's Liverpool versus Everton at Goodison Park in the Derby in the Premier League. I'm joined today by John, by Bailey, and by David Maddock from the Mirror to preview this game. Uh, John Machen, first and foremost, it's the next biggest game of the season. Yeah, it's the cup final. There again. you go for both of us this time. No, it's a, it's an odd game for Everton, isn't it? Because after we beat them at Anfield, they totally went to pieces. And they've hardly recovered since. I think they've had a couple of wins at lower lower table teams. They've had four wins since so, the first of December in the uh, Premier League. You know, for them, I think this may, they may see this as redemption, which is a big worry. <laughs> I think that's right. And listen, I'll tell you what, before we get into the game too much, uh, David, I'll come see you on this. I was feeling pre-Watford very nervous for this game of football. In fact, we did our preview shows with Toffee TV. And me and Paul were like, you know... Liverpool are in a bit of a dip and all that type of stuff. Liverpool go out and snot Watford by five goals to nil. And suddenly the mood going into this now is completely the other way around. I think Evan will be looking at going Liverpool are in great form again somehow. And Liverpool fans are going, we're going to absolutely wipe the floor with you. It was the biggest win of the season, wasn't it? So it's not a bad time to, to pull out what, I mean, to me, quite possibly was the best. Best performance at Anfield this season, in many ways. Um, definitely sends a message. There was no, there were no nerves whatsoever. It helps when you get an early goal like that, brilliant goal, and then the second goal really, which is what Liverpool maybe haven't done uh, quite so much this season. Get get that second goal to really steady things down. But I, I think there was there was real confidence in the performance. There was a belief, and and that I mean that's a great sign. Um, I agree that Everton, it, it, it is a big game. Klopp caused a lot of fume by saying it's their World Cup final, didn't he? <laughs> I don't actually understand that, why, why Everton fans were so upset about that, because it is a massive game. It's a massive game for Everton. It massive game for Everton because they, they were in a difficult position in the league and, uh, and they actually you know, need to do something. And, and Liverpool at home is the game where you really get up. The crowd will be up. The team will be up, so you know it was a game always going to be maybe the biggest game they ha- they've got left this season, and uh, and a, a huge game for them. And all of that still stands. The, the, they won at Cardiff, which took, took the pressure off, because they lost that, and they were suddenly looking at the relegation battle. That takes the pressure off now. Cardiff, I don't think, can ever catch Everton 
from now, but if they'd have won, they could. Uh, but it's still huge, huge game for Everton, and and uh, and and that makes it dangerous for Liverpool, no matter what the form is. Yeah, Bailey, Everton really have got one thing to play for this season, yeah. as it stands, and right now that's derailing Liverpool's title challenge, isn't it? And yeah. that makes them a dangerous foe. The, they won't care where they finish this season, how bad they've been, if it means that we don't win the title. Because if the, the same way we can look back and say that win at Tottenham at home, uh, Tottenham away at the start of the season was a crucial point for us. They will look at that and be like, that one loss to us at home, that's 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 ruined their season. And they'll live off that for years and years to come. So I think, but that works in our favour as well. I think that this is going to be our sort of second United, where we had three draws in four going into that United game and it all got a bit down in the dumps. Whereas now you look at the, the United draw as good. You've got the United draw, a 5 0 win at Watford sets you up perfectly to go to Goodison and do what you really should have done at Old Trafford, albeit with a, a worse team. Okay, and what about, you know, thinking about Everton and thinking about how their fan base is and how they support their side? I think Goodison this season hasn't been a great place if you talk to Everton fans. In fact, a lot of them have not wanted to go um, for large portions of the season because of the form of the team. This is potentially one of the most gnarly atmospheres Liverpool are going to be playing in. Yeah, I think they all feel aggrieved over what happened at Anfield. I mean, I think they did outplay Liverpool that day. Yeah. They probably haven't played any better all season than that. They certainly haven't played that well since. And they feel a sense of injustice that they were robbed, basically, of of all three points from that stupid, you know, bouncing the ball off the bar by Pickford. Um, and I think they will, and the players as well, they'll want to show that they are that good. Mm. You know, so and on their day, you know, they can do you some damage. You know, proper Everton performance. I think you know, especially with the crowd behind them, David. I think you know the likes of Gilfie Sigurdsson, I believe, is their top scorer this season with twelve. Charleston's got eleven. Uh, then you're looking at Calvert Lewin, seven. They've got goals at the top end of the pitch, but kind of actually a little bit like Liverpool, apart from the Watford game. They're not getting many from elsewhere, are they? But they are certainly still a dangerous side. Yeah, and, and actually, you know, I, I don't agree that this is their only game left of this, the season for Everton because they, they've got the, the, now they've, they've got that win at Cardiff. It was a huge game for them, massive game. Need, they desperately needed that win. Now they've got that. They, you can, they can look around them and think, right, well, we can still finish top eight. And, and that, that is big. It's big for Silver. It's big for the team. Big for the club as they as they look forward because obviously the plan is to, to move forward to get closer to the to the top six and and so finishing eighth or even you know seventh possibly is important and and that's that's what they've really got to be aiming for but obviously you know the 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 thing with Liverpool clearly that you know that's going to be huge motivation. The crowd will be up for it. There's absolutely no doubt. I, I've been at, obviously I've done all the Everton home games this season, and the crowd have been not happy with a lot of stuff that's been going on since at least sort of November, and and quite rightly because the performances haven't been good enough. The problem they've got has been in midfield, definitely, and and. You, you look you look that's where the game will be won and lost definitely on on Sunday and and they, they they've still got weaknesses there Garnegay has you know had his problems because he wants to go uh, he's still playing well but alongside him they've, they've had problems all season Gomez is a talented player but you know English football and the pace of it makes it it, it it's tough for him at times and the pace of this game might be 
you know, it might well be a bit Too much. much. Yeah, but yeah. but that's where it'll that's where it'll be won and lost, and that's where probably their biggest weakness is. Have at the they moment. got any pressure on them going into this game? Then I think honestly, if they'd have lost at Cardiff, then it would have been massive pressure because you look at the fixtures Everton have got coming up, and and the gap would have been so close with them and Cardiff, uh, only six points between. Everton and the and the uh, and the, the bottom top. three. So that that win has taken the pressure off completely, absolutely, completely. So it is a free hit, but obviously the fans, you know, want a win clearly, and and so the the you know there's there's that pressure definitely for it, the same for both teams. It's the Merseyside derby. It's the, one of the biggest in the world. You know, Bailey, how do you think Liverpool will react to the pressure on them? Because you know we know that we've had the better of Everton over the last 10, 15 years. Mm. Um, we've obviously finished higher than them a lot of times. We've won loads more derbies than they have. But to be fair to Everton, um, we have, we've struggled at Goodison Park recently. Mm. You know, and I say struggled, we've not taken a defeat in a few, but I think, uh, I think we've drawn four of the last five games there. Mm. Yeah, um, it's been a tough place for Liverpool to get points. Yeah, and, it's, and it feeds into the, the narrative, obviously, if we went and drew at Goodison, that's going to feel like the hardest loss that we haven't lost. It's going to be hard to take for Liverpool fans. But I think that initially at the start, they were in a good run of form and we were the, the initial sort of spark that caused the, the downfall for them. Whereas now we've had that time to figure out really what their weaknesses are. And obviously we've looked back to last night, the set pieces that we were taking, the goals we scored off of them. I think that's a massive fear for them. I know they've been okay recently with the way that they've set up with them, but they've, there's massive tiff amongst the Everton well, fans about, they the talk about the zonal marking. Yeah, isn't it? so about this zonal marking sort of crisis that they've got, and I think we can look at that and be like Trent Robertson. Every time you're close to that, yeah, that uh, in their half, you get a ball in every set piece. Trent with those venomous crosses that he provided so many times last night. I think they'll be scared. They'll look at Trent last night and be like, he's going to be a key man for, for Liverpool. Uh, John, uh, David mentioned the middle of the park being a, a key battleground in this fixture. I think, you know, Liverpool have got the better of the midfield battle for the majority of games this season. I think what we're seeing now with the likes of Fabinho playing in that six role on his own or sometimes in a double pivot with the likes of Wijnaldum, they're really taking the game by the scruff of the neck. Who do you imagine Jürgen Klopp will pick in this game? And, you know, I'm thinking... Milner's experience might be something that we want. Would you bring the captain back in, Jordan Henderson? Me, I'm, I think Henderson's coming back in. Um, he's not going to miss two games on the bounce if he's fit. And I think Milner put a real shift in last night for an hour or so. Um, and he's coming off the back of playing full back and all over the place, isn't he? So I can see uh, Henderson getting the nod over him. But I think Fabinho and Wijnaldum almost picked themselves at the moment. They're playing so well, both of them. Uh, and midfield is key, so you you certainly need your your best guys in there. I haven't said that. I mean, I think our midfield group now is fantastic. I think the range of abilities we've got in there are terrific. So. And the sort of different skill sets that each of these midfielders have. Yeah, I I agree with that. I love that. I love the midfield and the balance between the individual players and stuff. And David, I think one of the things that you know we'll be talking about in the build-up to this game is obviously Bobby Firmino and does he come back into this fixture, I think. Um, is there a rush to get Bobby in after Mane's performance? Well, it takes the pressure off, definitely, because um, what you don't want to do is rush him back if he's not ready. And, and actually, Klopp won't do that. I mean, 
Firmino himself will want to play if he's got any chance of playing, obviously. But um, Klopp is Klopp is a manager, rare manager who who won't rush players back, and and you've seen that a lot. And a great example is Oxlade Chamberlain, who can offer so much to Liverpool still this season. But but um, Klopp says he, he he will not take a risk on him, even though he's actually fit and training and ready, and he could you know he could be on the bench already. Wow. But um, he. He won't do that, and he and he could be another month away before you actually see him in the first team squad because of Klopp insistence. And and I, th- I think he, he won't risk Firmino. And Firmino, no matter what he says, there was no chance he had any any chance of playing against Watford for sure. So unless he trains, he's every day between the. Watford game and the uh, and the Everton game. There's no chance he'll, he'll start uh, either on Sunday. So and 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 Mane, as you point out, or Salah or Origi, mm. they they offer real alternatives now. Is that something that we can do? Really, can we use this to our advantage now? Because I think against Watford, they had no clue that Mane was playing centre forward because nobody in the world knew Mane was going to be playing centre forward there yeah. against Watford. Nobody thought. For all the fan channels and all the journalists and all the fan media and every, every Liverpool fan around the world, not one person thought mm-hmm. Mane was going to be playing number nine. Mm-hmm. Can you now go, Salah's going to play number nine because oh, they no, think Mane's going to... You know what I mean? Does that give us options where mm. Everton are going, I've got no friggin' idea who to plan for here because if Salah plays there, we've got to play differently to how Mane plays there. Mm-hmm. And, if Origi plays there, you know, Pickford's got to be careful um, and all this type of stuff. So how who do you think will start up front for Clyde? I think it's going to be a nightmare for, for managers for the rest of this season to just to figure us out. Even when we have an injury problem with Firmino and I, you, you named your podcast, didn't you? How do we feel the Firmino halt? <laughs> and it was like a... Yeah. <laughs> Paul named that one, not yeah. me. Um, yeah. And he was very proud of that title. Oh, um, and YouTube brilliant. comments seem to really enjoy it as well. Good. Well, uh, <laughs> I think everyone was thinking in the aspect of how are we going to like for like replace him? And the thing with Firmino is you can't. He's so good at what he does. There's nobody else in football that can do that, that can, is that versatile around that around that box area. And everyone was like, Sturridge is too lazy. You can't fill that role. Origi's, we haven't seen enough of him. Nobody expected to go that. Nobody expected Origi and Upmanis to just swap. And I think that Silva's going to look at our team and be like, Oh, if they bring Firmino back in, we'll have to prepare for that. I mean, if we, we have to prepare for Divock up front, Mane on the left. For me, preferred, preferringly, I'd like Firmino back in because he's just brilliant. He's, he's as good as Origi and Mane were last night. I think he's the best centre-forward we've got at the club. But if a second option has to be Origi and Mane that's just come off the back of a five-goal win, oh no, what a shame. No, that's it. And, and and John, listen, I think, you know, we've got options in the centre of the park. We've got options at the front. It feels like with that win against Watford, with the players coming back to fitness, you know, Firmino's close. Gomez is another week closer. Lovren might be close for this game. That everything just seems to be moving in the right direction for us at the moment. Finally, yeah. Um, I mean, who would have thought we could have done so well without Firmino? You know, um, because he he is such an integral part of how that front three function. You know, his sort of false nine sort of uh, stuff. But uh, the key really is going to be Salah, mm-hmm. because he's such a handful. He frightens the life out of everyone. And you saw the performance against Watford. Uh, the, our right side of the pitch was just devastating. Even though he didn't score, he terrified the life out of their defence. And he's going to do the same to Everton, wherever he plays. And, and all putting Salah up there on the right-hand side does is 
it means that they have to, the team have to really think about it. You know, they have to maybe double Salah at times, and all that does is create space for Trent, who mm. after last night's performance, you well, know, if Trent can maintain that level and the accuracy of those crosses, then you know, he's it's a devastating weapon. Well, you look at it and you think he's got three assists the other night. You get you get Robertson there with two assists. I think I, I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna give him the Origi one, even though maybe it wasn't, David. Um, <laughs> But that's how Liverpool play. That's how Liverpool break teams down, isn't it? We we use modern fullbacks and we get them forwards and we pin the team back and we say, "Go on, try and stop us." Yeah. Hey, on that, um, right at the end of the game last night, right at the end, Klopp goes to the cop and he gives his punch in the air and stuff, and they loved it. He walked off, and uh, Robertson and Trent were walking off together, and he ran in between them, put his arms around them, and then he went to Rob Robertson. He went pointed at Alexander-Arnold and then went back to him. And he was clearly saying, he's got more assists than you <laughs> tonight, mate. Because of the bet they've had. Because <laughs> yeah, of, yeah. of the bet they've had. He was clearly saying that to him. So even Klopp's like now Gee, definitely well. trying to get the rivalry going between Brilliant. them to, to, to increase the assists. Well, you, from where you were, did you hear the cop before Klopp give it that? Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. We booed yeah. him. Because he didn't give us it. Because he didn't it. do it, I know, yeah. And doesn't I, that I tell you something about <laughs> Liverpool fans and that yeah. unique it was, bond uh, that It was a have? great moment, actually, when he, he, he pretended to walk away and then run back, and it was, it was, it was a big moment. I loved it when he went to, to Robertson and, and Trent. But going back to your original point, um, it's funny, because after the game, I, 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 I asked Klopp in the press conference about when he decided, at what point did he decide to put Manny in? Because it was such a surprise. And even the Watford manager admitted that he had no clue Manny was going to play there. And Klopp said, absolutely straight away, it was the first decision and, and the only decision, and we stuck with it straight away after the United game. And then he explained that Manny brings in those tight areas, obviously it's going to be tight with Watford, good defenders, going to fill the box. And he said in the tight areas, he's quick, he's got great movement, He's got. He's he's really sort of nimble on the ball and can can move the ball around, and 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 that he really did expect him to perform like that. Obviously, didn't expect the goals, but but expected him to create and create the space and and allow others to 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 utilize it. Uh, and you were saying um, no one can can basically do what Firmino does, and that's true. But actually, Mane came close to doing yeah. a good impression of Firmino last night. And, and Origi wouldn't have done anything like that. No, uh, no, his, he wouldn't. And Sturridge absolutely wouldn't. Sturridge was a disastrous substitution mm. at Old Trafford on Sunday because he he, he was the t total opposite of what Firmino brings. And, and, and Liverpool really suffered. They were playing well until Firmino went off and then suffered badly. Mm. And Klopp made a mistake in bringing him on. Sturridge on, but but he certainly realised that mistake and, and and made up for it with with his decision last night. Yeah, just to add to that, I think that as much as we say the hole that Firmino leaves, when you bring Mane in central, there's a hole on that left wing because the, the work rate that he gives dropping back, that's so hard to to sort of duplicate at the same time. And I think Arrigi did a fantastic job of mm. coming back, covering when he comes out and sort of sees goals out for, uh, balls out for goal kicks. It's like that's. The, the level of expectations that the front three brings is like so hard to, to get any of them out because their level is so high. So when you've got Divock Origi who comes in, who's been in, a, in and out centre forward, it's not really worked for him to sort of reinvent him on the left wing and to have that good of a game. Massive credit to him. And that's why I wouldn't have any problem with him playing there because I think he proved last night that he's got the ability to, which I don't think anybody as well as Siamali in the centre saw Origi as a left winger. 
I know, especially when Shakiri sat on the bench. Yeah. You know, you think does Shakiri go over on the right hand side? I thought Salah would play up front to play Mane on the left hand side. But now coming back to the Everton game, uh, before we get into those preferred 11s, because it feels like where we're naturally going right now, um, we've got an ad break, and our ad breaks are normally videos that we filmed. I'm going to level with you. Me and David haven't filmed this video yet, so the ads for the newsroom show that is going to be absolutely amazing. I promise <laughs> you this. Uh, we've done two newsroom shows so far together. They've been brilliant every single time. I don't have no idea what we're going to talk about in this clip, so you tell me when we come back. Dropping points is normal. The last couple of years, City didn't drop many points. And Liverpool have not dropped many points this season. And and it, it's changed perception. Now, maybe as well because of, I, I know, society's changing, social media, whatever, you know. I mean, that's a totally different conversation but people it's a more and more instant society more and more people want they want and it's a more and more reactive society because maybe there's more outlet to actually react maybe down the pub everybody was always going this is a disgrace just because you've drawn one game but you you just now you've got twitter this narcissistic echo chamber (laughs) exactly this sorry echo chamber you carry on and 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 just it's all sort of self-fulfilling isn't it and once one blows up another blows up and you just see it and it permeates your life at all times absolutely but i think it amplifies it and it also influences other people far more so it's almost like you know it's like panic when there's a you know when, when there's a a crisis and everybody one person panics and the rest panic and they're all legging for the exit you know it is that's exactly what's happening Liverpool draw a game and everyone's legging for the exit and it's like just stop you don't have to leave I told you fantastic the show's over on the redmentv.com it's five pounds a month first month is free if you like it keep it if you don't like it fuck it off it's fine you won't have been charged a penny that's advertising redmen tv style one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care that's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, so uh, into the preferred 11s, um, David, I'll start with you because that's what we normally right. do. Um, I'll go through your sides and it, maybe if you can explain some of the decision making around it. Uh, so we've got Alison in goal. I think that's obvious. Yep. He's not Mignolet. Trent, Van Dyke, Lovren and Robertson are your back four. Yep. What's the thinking behind bringing Lovren back in over Joel Matter? Well, uh, first of all, I'd say he ain't bringing Lovren back in. Okay. He, he, won't, he won't. Lovren will be fit for the game, but he'll have trained all week, he'll be fit. But he won't bring him in, obviously. But for me, Lovren, I, and I, I mean, we've spoken about this before on different shows, and Lovren brings something that Liverpool's defence doesn't have. And you look at the stats, and Lovren's been outstanding this this season. Probably, uh, uh, in in a way, his stats are even better than Van Dijk's. And, and it's no coincidence that Liverpool, when they went through that run of not conceding goals, Lovren was a big part of that. And, and people forget that. And since he's been injured, obviously they've had a few defensive problems, but since he was injured, they've conceded a few goals. And, and, uh, and uh, you know... For all the fact, and I know this is going to get a lot of hate, but for all the fact that a lot of Liverpool fans still don't trust him, I think for the the errors, the occasional errors that he makes, he, he brings a lot to the side. And 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 you know, I like him. I like Gomez as a partner for Van Dijk, and I, and I like Lovren as a partner for Van Dijk. And that's not to say Matip, Matip hasn't done a good job because he has. He's great and he's good on the ball. He brings the ball out brilliantly, but. There's just that aggressiveness about Lovren that, that I really like. And, and also, he played in a World Cup final and he played alongside an absolutely terrible centre-half. <laughs> terrible. He was so bad that the guy played... I can't even pronounce his name. Guy plays in a World Cup final and, and not one Premier League club tries to sign him. You know what Premier League clubs are like when anybody does well at the World Cup? They're straight out there. But, and nobody was interested in it. That's how bad he was. And Lovren nursed him through the, to the World Cup final. Jesus Christ. He was, that's how, he was a donkey of a sense of that. The fellow with the terrible. ponytail, isn't he? Yeah, that's yeah, it. He's brilliant. terrible. Absolutely terrible. So that tells you that Lovren's better than people think. <laughs> that's brilliant. I'd have to say, though, that uh, if Lovren's stats are better than Van Dijk's, it's saying something about statistics rather than... Yeah, well, no, I mean, fair. You know, but, but, you know, obviously, yeah. But, but stats can tell you certain things. Stats can tell you Lovren's not as bad as the fans think. That, yeah. that for sure. I, know, I, I agree. Like... I actually think there's a partnership growing between Matip and Van Dijk at the moment. And, you know, I'm very much a bit old school and I like, you know, the defence to kind of say the same. I know John's exactly the same for that. You know, sometimes I just like don't, to see them. Don't change if you don't have to. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think so. But I agree with you. I think if I was to rank the centre-halves, I'd put Matip fourth on the list. You know, I think I think I'd, 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 I don't think uh, the fans hate um, Lovren so much because he's... he's Oh, they hate it because he's got a disaster waiting to happen in it. Every now and again, so he'll just fear. go to pieces in a game. And people are just scared to death that this is the game. It was Tottenham mm. in last October. I mean, a year last October was yeah. probably his last one of those. Yeah. You know, I think that was after the Manchester United game. The Manchester United game might have come after it, but you're talking mm. 12 months at least since his last disaster. Yeah, he's all that much. Though, yeah. no, Lover for me as an individual is not a, he's not a bad player by any stretch of imagination. It's the fact that he plays, what, eight games and then gets injured or ill. And it's that disruption that he causes the defence. So it's not, not almost as his own fault. If he could stay fit, I'm sure he would never be taken out apart from Gomez. 
It's the fact that you have to make do with planning him getting injured, and then that's what you say about disrupting a back line. It's not that he's not gifted or talented. It's that when he when he plays eight games, those next few games when he's not in, when you have to bed somebody new in, that's where the problems occur. Mm-hmm. And that's, like I say, it's just I'd love him to be fine if he could stay fit, but he just never is. He's always got the sniffles, Annie. Yeah. Uh, On to your midfield, then, um, David. You got uh, it looks like a four-two-three-one, and you've got Kiter in a more advanced role. I'm hesitant to say ten. Maybe it's just a three-man midfield with a double pivot. Yeah, it's a double pivot, really, and uh, and and Kater sort of playing in a in a, a more attacking role out of that three, if you like. So not not quite a ten, but 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 more or less maybe playing the role that Lalana used sometimes played a couple of seasons ago when when he was when he was so good. Uh, not not quite a ten, but playing advanced and with two behind him. Uh, and and uh, yeah, I'd like to see that um, against think, Everton because. As I say, Everton's got, um, uh, it, it, you know, it, they've got, if they've got a problem, it's in midfield. And, and I think Liverpool need to be quite inventive in midfield to, to, to cause Everton problems there. OK. And then you've gone Salah, Firmino, Mane up front, which yeah. I think it would be everybody's preferred if yeah, they were fit. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, no matter how well Mane played and, and, and no matter what options you give, you, you, that, that front three is, is absolutely the one you want to see. I will, I'll say now... I'd be really surprised if Firmino starts on Sunday. Really surprised. Uh, Bailey, you've gone the same back five as last time, I include the keeper in that, mm-hmm. the same midfield as last time, mm-hmm. and then you've thrown Salah, Firmino, Mane up front. What's the thinking behind Fabinho, Wijnaldum and Milner in the midfield? So, Milner came off about 60 minutes, I think, John was telling me, as a rough estimate. So, to be honest, I think Henderson will start. I think when you when you take in, you're not you're benching players and you're bringing them in for the minutes before a big game. I think that's the clear sign if they're going to start the next game. But for me, Milner couldn't have put in a better performance to, to stake his claim of being in a midfield again. And I think that people forget that he was at the start of the season. He was brilliant. Mm. I mean, we did a few man of the match shows where he was consistently in the top three of our votes. And I think that he's just that cater role. I was saying in the in the final word that I, is exactly what. Milner embodied last night in the sense that he pushes balls when he needs to, he comes back, drops and defends when he has to. And I think that we're going to need that uh, at Goodison. He's good. We're going to need that guy that can harry a defender, but also come and cover for Trent. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's my thinking there. And John, this is, this is really interesting um, for your starting 11, preferred 11, apologies. Um, you've gone Fabinho, Genie, Hendo in the middle of the park, but you've actually gone with Salah on the right, Mane in the nine and Origi on the left again. Yes. Only because I, I don't really think he should take a chance on Firmino, even if he's hovering around and wants to play. I think he's too important to take a chance with, so I'd leave him out. I think um, Origi um, is a better option than Sturridge, but he seems we seem to get a lot more out of him on the left mm-hmm. than we do when he plays as a, as a number nine. So, um, you know, Manny's fine, isn't he, as a centre-forward? Um, I mean, the header should prove to me that he can be a centre-forward, you know. I thought it was terrific. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'd stick with something that's working. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I was I so close the midfield to is, is the key to the game because it's so frenetic derby games. You've got to try and establish some kind of base and in midfield and, and try and control the game and then control the pace yourself. Is that Fabinho then, the key Fabinho man? Fabinho and Wijnaldum, I think, are the two. They're the guys, aren't yeah. they? I mean, the, the, the speed, David, with which they move the football. I mean, Fabinho, certainly, two-touch 
It's all he ever seems to need on the ball. You know, one to control, one to play the pass. And it's that speed of thought and that accuracy of pass that kind of sets him apart. And then add into that the fact that he's an elite defensive player. Yeah, I mean, maybe he had his best game for Liverpool last night in, 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 against Watford. Um, I thought he was, I mean, he was absolutely outstanding. One, one thing I've noticed about him, and I was thinking this when I was watching him, thinking how good he played for Bino last night. It was, um, he's not quite yet produced that performance against one of the sort of elite teams, if mm. you like. Um, and, and, and that's in part because of the pace of the English game, and 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 Liverpool system and him sort of fitting into that, because when when he plays at that level, the, where where you think, wow, he, he he not only does all the defensive work, but he moves the ball forward brilliantly, um, and and like comparing to some of the the, the, the great Liverpool midfielders, and one springs to mind immediately, Diddy Hamann. Mm. And Diddy was a fantastic player, and he he can he controlled the midfield, and he patrolled that defensive area, but he didn't pass the ball forward much. And and Fabino does all that, but sometimes he threads ball through, and you think, how the hell did you even see that? And mm. and 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 combine that with Wijnaldum's ability to keep the ball. Yeah. And and he, he to me he's he's got to be one of the best in Europe at the moment. Uh, when he's got possession and people are challenging him. How he somehow manages to keep the ball Gets and body across them he so quickly. All the time. He lost the ball once last night, and I was like, wow, he lost the ball under a challenge. And I think it might have been Troy Dean, he smashed him and, 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 he, and he actually lost it. And I was like, it's so rare. But, but the, the, the combinations of those two gives Liverpool the ability to get the ball through the congestion of midfield. Wijnaldum in holding players off, turning and still getting it forward, and Fabino picking those passes. I, ju- I, I would like, just like to see. Fabino take the next step now, which is to produce what was undoubtedly a, a, a really high quality performance against Watford, against uh, in, in an even more furiously paced game, or against a really top I think side. The, the only one that I can think of that, that he's had you know, that performance is, I was thinking Arsenal, you know, when we beat them 4 yeah, 0. That's yeah. the closest I think he's come to it. I think. Mm. And that was redemption for his performance the first time at Arsenal away because I don't think he had a very good game there. I thought Torreira had much the better yeah. of him, and I think he learned. But then they're not, you know, that frenetic pace against Arsenal. Well, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, the point. I mean, he, it, he is definitely that player that you saw against Watford. There's no doubt, and it will come against the top sides. And it's just, you know, it's it's, it's a progression. Isn't well, it? and, yeah. and that's why Klopp left him out for so long. Yeah, he wasn't even in the squad for the first like eight games, was he, of the season? Mm. So yeah, John's right. It's a progression, and it's like. It, it, it comes, and he's 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 an elite midfielder. Fair play to him. Okay, we got some. We normally at this point we do rival fixtures. Um, I'm tempted to just put City's game in this nowadays. I don't. I literally do not look below a second in the league anymore. I I still thought Tottenham would have something to say until last night, and then the way that they sort of played and the manner in which they conceded the second. I think I think I think they might be done now, and I'm ready to write Tottenham off finally. Pochettino said it himself. Been. He said he said in his post match that. All we can fight for now is third. He says we're not on the level of Liverpool, we're not on the level of your Manchester City, and we've just got to do what we do to keep the position that we're in. He probably should have just kept Carry Kane out because uh, is it two losses since he's come back in? Which is yeah. mad to think how well they did without him. 
you know, the performance his son was putting in and, and then Harry comes back in and it's mad. But anyway, Spurs play Arsenal at 12.30. Uh, Bournemouth at home to Manchester City at 3 o'clock on Saturday. So we'll all be watching that one. Um, slash, I'll have it on the One Football app just notifying me of goals because be arsed watching that and getting <laughs> disappointed when they score goals. Uh, United play Southampton. Fulham have got a derby game against Chelsea just down the Kings Road, is it? From each other, and then obviously the big one on Sunday, four fifteen, Everton versus Liverpool. I am going to ask you all for your score predictions before we wrap up. So, David Maddock at Maddock Mirror on Twitter, um, what is your score prediction? Right, I'm going for a one-one, and I'm going to say to oh. to qualify that that you can't come on here and predict a I'm draw. Predicting a draw, and I'm saying a draw is not a disaster. Don't, people, people thinking, oh, Liverpool can't afford to drop points anymore. They, if, if they drop any points, City are going to win the title. Absolute rubbish. City will drop points. Liverpool will drop points. This is Liverpool's toughest away game left. It's possibly, possibly, their toughest game. So if you drop points in that and it's your toughest game left, then fair enough. I think a draw I actually genuinely think draw is not a bad result and people need to just get their head around that a little bit okay Bailey 3-0 three 3-0 nil. Three nil to Liverpool that's how you do it David that's how you do it 3-0 <laughs> nil to Liverpool blind optimism in the face of adversity in the face of pressure nine years we've been doing these shows I've never predicted the Liverpool loss <laughs> and when I think Liverpool are going to lose, well, I'm not I predict Liverpool draw, are and, I think, and I think I've picked, predicted draws five times in nine years. <laughs> now, I don't think I've got my score predictions right very often, <laughs> but that is how you do it. That's what we're used to here. John Machin. Well, I agree. There, there will be more points dropped by both sides before the end of the season, but I don't think this is the day. I think after the draw at United, we'll win this one. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll win a 2-0. 2-0. Okay, I'm going 2-1 to Liverpool. I think... I, I hope, sorry, that we give them hope. I hope that they go 1-0 up. And then, and then we come back and, and just sort of dangle Roll. it and then Roll. just sort of pull it out, pull it out the pond Roll. and then they're all miserable uh, on Sunday evening and we've ruined yet another weekend. Uh, my brother's a blue, everybody knows this. Um, and he has thoroughly enjoyed Everton not playing at weekends because he hasn't had his weekend ruined in a few. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Ped and Baz will tell you that they're nearly three weeks unbeaten because they've not played a lot of football over the last three weeks. <laughs> so they're hanging the hat on that at the moment. Uh, let's hope that we end their massive unbeaten streak of one game of football in three weeks. Uh, thank you very much for watching, gents. Thank you very much for joining me. We're going off to record that uh, newsroom next. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe to the Red Men TV on YouTube and leave us your thoughts on this game in the comments section below. We'll be back with the starting 11 later on. And of course, we will be here to hold your hand and give you a digital cuddle, sure you need it if we do draw. Uh, And we will be here to rejoice in our victory if we win after the game. See you next time. Ta-ra.